Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Roundtable, or not Roundtable, podcast. Um, my name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. She is Kat Shear, and we are so honored to have Michelle Baznet with us, um, 2021 CrossFit Games athlete, um, and we want to catch up with her and see everything that she has going on in her life. But before we do that, we need to do a special shout out to our sponsor, C4 Energy, um, they are having a huge Black Friday and Cyber Monday sale this weekend. You can go to sellucore.com or officialextendxtend.com to get buy one, get one half off on all products. And you can mix and match those um, this weekend. Great deal. That is C4 Energy and it is ex officialextend.com and sellucore.com. All extend and sell you core products on sale. Buy one, get one half off. I'm going to grab some of those BCAAs that taste like sour gummies because that stops me from eating those and I just drink the flavor instead. With that, we are going to jump in here with Michelle Besnet. Michelle, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, we I've not got a chance to meet you before, so this is our first time. Yes. And you were a 2021 CrossFit Games athlete mm -hmm. out of the African region. Yes. But I understand it that you live in North Carolina. Yes, that's correct. So I was born in Cape Town. My family's from Cape Town, um, but I've grown up in North Carolina. I've been here since I was about four and a half. And so I just, I have dual citizenship. I still have my um, citizenship in Africa. So I figured I would take that route uh, as far as competing goes. So I looked back through your history. You actually competed in the Mid-Atlantic Regional back in the last year of regionals. No, I never no? made regionals. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not that I remember. <laughs> but no, I um I was still kind of building up in my career when regionals was around. So the first elite competition I truly made was um, the first year we had sanctionals. So they had um, that Cape Town, Fittest in Cape Town, African sanctionals. And that was the first elite qualified comp that I, that I made. <laughs> I can never trust the CrossFit website. They have failed us so many times. So they have you listed as a regional athlete in 2018. Really? So oh know. my God, that's wild. No, I mean, I would have loved to do regionals. I thought it was great, but I did not, did not make it then. They also, there's a contradiction in your placing last year in the African region or semifinal. So the, the listing of your accomplishments has you as second, the leaderboard has you third. On placement for 2022, like at semis? 2022. Correct. For semis. Semis, I placed third, not second. So yeah, on your accomplishment side, they have you as second. Okay. So they're, they're all jacked up. They are. They are. They're a little off there. <laughs> Ride with it. Just go with it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, they probably should fix that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so your parents, are they from South Africa? 
Yes. Yeah. Um, my grandparents on my mom's side were like the first generation to come over to the States. So all of my family before that was born and, and raised in Cape Town. And so I was really the first generation raised in America because I've mainly grown up in just outside Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, and then I've recently gone back the last couple of years to compete which has been amazing because I've gotten to see a lot of family and just experience Cape Town at an older age. So I, I love it over there. Yeah, that's so cool. So what are what would you say are the main differences between South Africa and here in the States? Um, I think just the, like as far as CrossFit goes or competing, is that what you mean? I mean, just life in general. In general, um, I feel like there's definitely more challenges in Cape Town. Like I probably can't truly speak on it because I don't live there day to day, but just seeing how my family lives and, um, you know, there's definitely different challenges and it's a third world country. So like, for instance, they have um, what's called load shedding, where the power will go out for like two to three hours at a time in different spots of the country because they're trying to save energy and kind of, um, I guess, make up for some bad decisions in the past. Um, but then people have to deal with that. So even, you know, people that are, have businesses, their power's out and they just have to sit there, wait it out. Um, it's things like that, that we just don't experience on a day to day that makes life more challenging. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't want to truly speak on it because I don't know as much yeah. not living there, but I do know that it's, um, definitely a different lifestyle. Um, and, there's a lot going on for sure. Yeah, we are definitely not a political show and I and I wasn't trying to go down the political route. Um so you chose to compete over there. Um total transparency, do you do that because you feel you have a better shot in that region than here in the states or yeah. um, oh, yeah. do you just want to represent that country? A bit of both. Um initially when they changed the rules and you could decide to compete kind of based off of um, nationality. I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can do it through Cape Town. I had to get my documents in order and make sure that it was um, legit as far as CrossFit goes. And 2021, I guess was, I guess 2019 is when they really started that. Um, and then 2020 happened and then 2021, I went that route because it was less competitive. Um, at the time there was only maybe like top five that it was really between. And it was truly Michelle Miranda and Dina Swift and me that were kind of going head to head for that spot. Um, and then this year, a lot more people caught on to the idea. There was people from like Oregon, from, Aust I think the girl that took second was from Australia. And so um, I think I came into it at a good year for sure. Um, I'm really happy I got to represent South Africa. My dad, I got to hold the flag um, at the games and like he was so happy about that to see that. Um, and I got to compete in front of my family over there, which was amazing. But initially it was, okay, this is definitely like a easier route comparative to the States just because there's less athletes or less competitive athletes in a sense. But I think this year it was a little bit harder for sure. And more people caught on to the idea. Yeah, for sure. So with all the changes now and the, the looking at the strength of each continent and there's the 17 spots that are going to get dispersed based on how strong those fields are. Do you think that's a good change moving forward? And do you think that Africa has a shot to get something more? 
So you have, you might have to explain the 17 spots to me because is this like the new rule book? I haven't truly looked into it. So I might need a bit of a breakdown there. So they did away with the last chance qualifier. Okay. So those two spots, they they have shrunk the the <clears throat> the North American semis to two semis, and there's only five guaranteed spots in each one. Oh wow! So those extra ten are up for grabs, and then Europe is down from ten to five. Okay. With one semifinal, and so that leaves seventeen spots that de depending on strength of field. <clears throat> For each continent, those 17 will be distributed. Okay. So, so it's not necessarily the numbers given out last year. It can, if they determine that the group of women in Africa are stronger than um, Europe, they can give more spots to Africa now. Oh, that's great. I, I think they should give more spots. Even this year, I think they should have given more spots. Like I said, the field was more competitive. We had more athletes out there. Um, and just in general, I don't think the whole one spot thing was very fair. Um, so for team, for individual. So if they gave Africa another spot, I think it would be great. I'd like to see it. Um, but I mean, we'll see it, it. I guess it just depends. I do think, I guess Africa doesn't pull a lot of um, visibility as far as CrossFit goes, as far as watching the competitions but they have a huge community over there um a great community and it's building and it's growing and crossfit in itself like in cape town there are tons of crossfit gyms and then like i traveled up the coast this year when i was there and even up the coast in like this small town where my grandma lives there's a dude running a box and just absolutely crushing it you know so the presence is there i just don't think that they've been given enough um uh um, spotlight from CrossFit. So mm -hmm. I would like to see another spot and I'd like to see a little bit more credit towards those guys because they are really doing a great job. So what it's based on is they're going to create a world ranking okay, for every athlete. So you'll, you will have a world ranking based <laughs> on last year's open last year's quarterfinals, last year's semifinals, the games. And then I think two years ago, and as the year progresses, the oldest one will drop off and the newest one will be added on. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know. So how will that really affect you as an athlete? Is it kind of one of those things that we have to get through the season to understand it? Or is it like you need to push a bit harder so, in the open? What does that really do for us? So the open's going to matter a little more because based on your ranking in the open, that will factor into your world ranking. And so like if you and Michelle Moran are move up the world ranking, that gives you a greater chance to get more than one spot in Africa. Got it. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. The other, the other complicating factor though, I think is that you have to declare where you're so like, if I think <clears throat> Michelle, you automatically would be South Africa, right? Even though you live in North Carolina and if you wanted to compete in the mid-Atlantic region or in that Eastern region for the US, you would have to apply for an exemption to, to be able to compete in North America based on that. And it, it's kind of, we're not quite sure where the best advantage would be for an athlete, right? If, I mean, if South Africa is only gonna get one spot, then you, you have to win that spot, right, to get to the games. But if North America's strength of field is better and they get, let's just say, all 17 spots, you know, 
maybe you have a better chance of qualifying for the games in North America, right? Possibly. And, the, and yeah. the problem is you have to decide before any of that happens. And yes. then once you do decide, that's where your strength of field is established. So in other words, if you decide to declare you know, your citizenship as your place, then how you do will affect the strength of field for your continent. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's making sense to me. I'm like, this okay. is the first I'm really hearing about it. I've like, I know that the rule book came out. I haven't had a second to like really look at it, I guess. But um, I think two sides to it for me is that the first one, like every time CrossFit changes their season, it's almost like to me, it's like a, it's a tester, right? So we all really don't know how this is going to go and how it's going to play out. And so this is the first year that they're doing that. So I'm more interested to see really what the outcome looks like. Um, it does make me kind of think, all right, maybe one way or another. I don't know about an exemption, but I know that when I sign up for the open, I have to choose, sure. you know, what uh, region I go for. Um, and then as far as like Africa goes, it's still, um, I still don't know if that's like a fair basis or not, because those guys are very limited on their resources, like what they can even get into the country. Like I know for semis, like I think Noble sent out packages to semis and like everywhere except for Africa. Cause you can't even like mail stuff in there half the time. Um, so just in general, like equipment and resources, like I don't think that they have equal opportunity in a sense. And, you know, being a sponsored athlete over there is even more rare than it is in the States. And at this point you have to be in the gym four plus hours a day to be keeping up with this elite level. Um, so I can kind of see where maybe it'll even out the field a little bit, but um, spot wise, I don't know. I don't know that I necessarily agree with it because I, like I said, those guys in Africa, like they work hard and I think they have to put a lot more into it than people in the States or just like where CrossFit is a bit bigger. Yeah. And I'll tell you, even in the States, there's debate over East and West so they have divided the United States by the Mississippi River. Okay. And if you live on the east side, you're in the east. And if you live on the west of that, you're on the west. And people have run kind of numbers that the east is way more, is, straight, yeah. is much stronger than the west. Right. And that there are people considering moving across the Mississippi to get into the west. However, they may have less opportunities to get in. The West may only have five spots and the East may have 15 spots. Right. So where do you want to go? But so where do I want to go? No, no. Or I'm just, just in general. Hypothetically, okay. that's, yeah. that's yeah. the debate here in the States. So when, at what point or is it going to be decided on who gets what, like after open signups, is that the determining factor? I think it's going to be after quarterfinals potentially. Because huh. it's going to be based on last year's data and up to whatever we get to at this point in the 2023 20, season's data. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> but I yeah, think I mean, you, you have to have moved by, right. I think, the first week of the Open. Okay. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I guess that applies for, for teams as well, right? Or is teams a bit different? Teams has changed too. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I've gotten a few well, like team offers this year and I was maybe debating going team, but I mean, I don't know. I love, I love indie. So. 
So team is just it. You have to work out in the same affiliate for all all levels, open quarterfinals, and then of course semifinals would be wherever they send you. But but there's no requirement to live within a hundred miles. There's no requirement like that. You just have to do the workouts in the same CrossFit affiliate. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I guess that's like well, a it's kind of back to super teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so Benji's dropping the knowledge here. CrossFit said that athletes will know where they compete when they sign up for the Open. Okay. So you, you won't know the spots until after, later, I believe. That's my understanding. Then you couldn't really have the opportunity to move then, right, unless you moved before the Open? You're kind of taking a bet, right? You're right. taking a risk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I guess it's just one of those things that, like, we're going to have to – do it and see how it pans out but it's to me i feel like since what 2018 2019 2019 is when they did sanctionals right or when they came away from regionals was that yeah. the year yes like every year since then it's been changing and so i think it would be nice to just like have something solid again you know so people can like plan a little bit better and like plan their lives out i mean it is a lot yeah yeah, I think that's the plan now is this is going to be it going forward. Mm. I know we've been told that like yeah, seven exactly. times in the last eight years. Right. But I do think this is kind of what it's going to be going forward. Cool. Let's talk about born primitive. We had that pop up as we were talking there. Are you still a born primitive athlete? I am. Yes. So what all goes into that? I know we've had... Allison Scud's on, we've had Bethany Shadburn on. Do you get to design any of the clothes or are you, is that a dream of yours? Um, so with BP, like individual lines, I think are more um, just, if you want to do something like that, I've never really dabbled into that with BP as a company. Um, I think eventually down the line, having something like that would be awesome, but that would probably be something that I would want to headway on my own in a sense, but I love BP. I love wearing them to compete. Like they've been a great company, great sponsor company. Um, they were the first sponsor that I really had. So, um, a lot of my competitive background, like is thanks to them just supporting me through it. Um, they have so, the yeah. cutest bras. They do. Yeah. Well, and they just keep coming out with good stuff. So yeah, I really like their bras a lot. Yeah. And now they have like Scott Pancheck. And so they, they have men's lines as well. So they're, they're doing it all up now. They're growing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, they're expanding and everything. So I know that they're doing well. So I want to talk about this past season just a little bit. And that is you went into the semifinals in Africa. You were, you were pretty much touted as the favorite and it came down to a pretty close race do you, what did you learn this year? This year was um, interesting to say the least. I don't think I did any. Yeah, I, I really didn't speak on semis after this year. Um, I haven't done any like podcasts or anything like that. And it's, it's taken me a couple months to kind of reflect on it. Um, I had to definitely make some changes post semis, like I've switched coaches. Um, I've been switching up my training environment a little bit. Um, but for me at semis, I definitely think I was coming into it, 
yeah, I know you said the favorite, but like, not really, <laughs> you know, taking the African spot last year um, was not something that I think the community necessarily wanted. I think they wanted to see someone that was, you know, living in Africa and doing that there, which is fair. Um, so as far as support on that side goes, like it wasn't really there. Um, and we fitness in Cape town has always been one of my favorite competitions. Um, run by a local guy. And this year we had two new guys come in and run it. And it was just, to me, it was just not the same competition. Um, I think the standard lacked a lot. Um, even the CrossFit workouts that were implemented for all semis were not hold held to the same standard for us as, um, other semis. And so, um, yeah, I really had to fight against some, some gravity on the field and just, uh, it was a little bit more of a challenge than I expected. Not so much, um, with the, the workouts, but maybe the environment. And, um, I learned a lot and I think it was good that I didn't qualify this year because again, I really needed to make some changes as far as coaching goes and training environment and things like that. Um, pre, uh, games and everything. I've worked full time in a gym and worked, you know, coach full time, trained full time leading into the games. And so that just led to like a pretty big burnout coming off the games. And I never really took a break in my season leading into 2022. So it forced my hand in a break a little bit, which was good. And so since then, I've really like taken a step back, learned a lot, um, added some variety to my training. And um, I'm excited for this next season. So you announced on your Instagram that you were not going to do the last chance qualifier, mm -hmm. even though you had qualified for it. Mm -hmm. How hard of a decision was that? Or were you just fried at that point? <laughs> it, I have like major FOMO. Like even I had Zalos like two weekends ago and I was going back and forth on like doing it or not. And um, I think for me as an athlete, I just expect a certain standard. And if I feel like I can't hit that, then it's almost not worth it, but I'm learning to be a little bit more open-minded when it comes to that. And so for the last chance qualifier, I was pretty tapped at this point. Um, coming off the games and going into this season, I really didn't take a break. I didn't understand that that was like a thing. <laughs> and so, um, like I said, it was, it was good that it kind of forced my hand and I didn't feel like I could perform well in the last chance qualifier. So, so I pulled out. So you said you switched coaches. Who are you with now? I am with Matt Torres, um, which is brute strength down in Naples, Florida. That's exciting. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good. So I've learned a lot. Um, it's definitely like a different approach to training, which is nice. And I'm still building back into things and kind of adjusting as I go. But so far, it's been really good. So he's like super geeky scientific about his training. Is that a new experience for you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, um, just gives me a lot more perspective. Um, I think, like I said, I think I just had this like almost unrealistic expectation that I kept up for a while, but then obviously like, like it led to a pretty big burnout. And so I've had to learn to come away from that and, um, like understand that not every day is going to be up here, right? Like everybody has highs and lows and you just have to learn how to, um, roll with that. Um, especially when it comes to training. So, um, yeah, I just went to brute camp two weekends ago and 
definitely got some knowledge bombs there. <laughs> <laughs> knowledge bombs. I love it. <laughs> so that, that leads me to the first major question. That is, are you going to continue to be remote or are you going to make the move to Naples? Um, as of right now, I'm remote. I would love to eventually go to Naples, but um, I know it's a little bit tight down there. Their gym's not massive and he already has quite a few athletes training. So I think eventually that's the goal. Um, right now, as I'm building back into my season and off this burnout, I think this is a good spot for me. Um, and I've found like a good uh, training environment and some competitive athletes in my area that I've been going to and, and working out around, which has been super helpful as well. So do you work out in an affiliate? Um, right now I've just been bouncing around my, my main gym that I was going to cross with Cornelius mm -hmm. been there for like seven years, I don't know, eight years, like since I was 17. Um, but I just need more of that competitive environment, you know, people that are doing what I'm doing. So I've dropped in at a few different gyms in the area. Where are you in? Are you in North Carolina or South Carolina? North Carolina. Whereabouts? Um, so Charlotte, about 25 minutes outside of Charlotte, North of Charlotte. Got it. Okay. Lake Norman, Cornelius area. Awesome. Yeah. So we did, we did a meet the athletes of the semifinals in North America, and there are a ton of regional or semifinal athletes in North Carolina. Mm. It seemed like every other interview we did was someone from North Carolina. Yeah. There are quite a few so here. Are those some of the people you're kind of dropping in with? Definitely trying to, um, as some of the, semis like around me are e a lot of them are either guys. Um, the girls are a bit further away. Um, but there's some really good local comps that I try to go to, which will give me that experience or that exposure. Um, I did crash crucible a few weeks ago. JR, um, puts on that competition. I, I try to do it every year. I love it. And then there was the Charlotte classic by, um, Taylor self this past weekend. And I didn't compete in that one, but obviously like quite a few semis girls and, um, got to be around that environment. So it's a little bit more of a distance trying to find girls to train with. Um, but okay. train with the boys. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to get as much exposure as I can right now. Um, yeah. I think it's helpful and it's not even like necessarily doing the same workout and like going head to head. It's just like the energy of the gym and having people, you know, cause you're in there for a couple hours, just being around like like-minded people that I think is super helpful. So it's funny, you were at the Charlotte Classic and one of our loyal, loyal listeners, Travis from Vindicate was there with his um, merchandise and he said he found your phone and returned it to you. So no one stepped on it. <laughs> that probably did happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I, I love CrossFit competitions. I got a little excited. I was probably just running around. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's great. So. I also am detecting, and please correct me if I'm wrong, that you seem to be pretty hard on yourself, <laughs> that you expect, you expect a lot. How is working with Torres, who is someone who really wants you to start to know yourself better than you ever have? Do you think that's the key component you need? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely given me different perspective um, and just kind of like, open me to different perspectives. So I don't know that I've like fully wrapped my head around that. I think I'm just like growing as a person in general this year, um, not just as an athlete. And so it's nice to have that support um, from that and just give me different outlooks on things. Um, 
even little things like I used to, if I'm, you know, had seven sets on a lift and I missed three of them, I would just go until I hit all seven, you know? And he's like, Hey dude, if you don't hit seven today, you don't hit seven today. Like, let it be, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it's just little things like that, that I think over time will stack up and, um, take, maybe take some pressure off myself that I maybe put on there. Um, but I think CrossFit is just, it's just grown so much and, you know, everybody's trying to keep up and stay with the level and it just keeps, um, getting better. And so it's hard not to put expectations on yourself in this type of sport. Yeah. But I, I, I can just see this being a very good fit for you. What was it like? And I don't know what your situation was before, but you, was it a sense of relief to find a coach that, that is paying this much attention to what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, um, uh, it was a relief to acknowledge the burnout and learn to give myself a little bit more grace in that. And I think Matt definitely supported that. Cause I don't know that I would have found that on my own. Um, it was definitely a tricky few months after semis and like, I got to a point where I didn't even want to step in a gym. And so to build back up to, you know, wanting to train and do, you know, three, four hours in the gym again, um, which I'm still getting to <laughs> is great. Um, because I mean, it's what I've done the last five, six years and I love it and I want to continue to do it. Um, so I do think Matt's been like a great, great person to help me through that. So one of our listeners wants to know what's an average day in the life of Michelle look like? <laughs> um, so right now I, at some point in my day, I train, um, if I, I try to get it done in the morning, if not the afternoon, I'm only down to, I'm at about one session a day right now. So, um, I like to get my sleep. Um, that's definitely priority for me. So I'll sleep until like seven or eight, sometimes eight, get up. I like to do a slow morning, make my breakfast, make my coffee. Um, I pre games, I got my real estate license and then I started games training. So I let that kind of way to the side. And so recently I've, um, picked back up my real estate license and like getting back into reactivating that to do it on the side slightly, um, do a little bit of work, make lunch or, um, head to the gym, just depending on the time of day. And then my sessions right now are three to four pieces. Um, typically a lift, a good, like Metcon cardio piece, some accessory or, um, some skill work. So pretty basic, but coming off the burnout, I had to pull my sessions down to like almost nothing <laughs> and slowly build back up. So I've yet to get back into two a days. Um, I feel like when I'm ready to take that on, we'll take that step. But um, gym, hit my protein shake, make sure I get that third meal. And then I typically will, um, I like I clean a lot throughout the day because I also cook a lot. Mm -hmm. Clean up. I like a good tidy space. And then so um, not clean a barbell, but clean your house. <laughs> a bit of both, a bit of both, but yeah, okay. right. <laughs> I do. I love a clean environment. It like makes my head feel better. So, um, yeah. And then I'll make dinner, um, have some chill time, either do some editing, you know, post on Instagram in a sense, I got to keep that up, um, and read and then go to bed. Nothing crazy. I'll try to get out with friends when I can and, and things like that. So I was actually chatting with um, Ariel Lowen last night. Mm 
mm-hmm. because she is showing her new house and how organized she is. And I teased her and I said, are you one of those people with a label maker? Are oh, you one of those people? You know, I'm not, but like, I think if I could, I would, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't <laughs> taken it to that level. I just have to, everything has to be in its place. You know what I mean? It just has to feel nice and then I'm okay. <laughs> Yeah, she has like every spice jar is labeled. Every, I every it. drawer is yeah, just that's good shit. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't even get my wife to like close the cabinet doors. <laughs> if I could just get that, <laughs> I'd be good. Because <laughs> I know what I'm getting Michelle for Christmas. Right. <laughs> Label maker on in your stocking, right? <laughs> So because of the burnout, um, is there any plans to do like any of the off-season comps like Wadapalooza? Um, So I wasn't planning to do Wadapalooza. And then I had a team reach out because one of their girls dropped. And so they asked if I wanted to join. Um, So I'm I'm joining their team for the elite division, which is awesome. Um, I'm excited. I love Wadapalooza. I think it's a great competition. So that was kind of a last minute decision. Um, So as of right now, I'll do that and then just get ready for the open and see how it goes. Are you able to announce what the team is or is it still under wraps? Yeah. I, um, I don't remember their name cause they had a name before <laughs> I came on. Um, but Ashley and Zoe, I don't know Zoe's last name. I think Ashley is shoemaker. One of her, her husband's one of the brute coaches. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just met them or met Ashley like two weeks ago. So that's the team. <laughs> okay, cool. Nice. Um, Ashley's a stud. Mm, yeah. yeah. Cool girl. I like her. Um, I'm looking at my notes real quick. So I noticed on your Instagram that there are times that you train doing boxing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is that something that helps combat the burnout? Just something different to kind of go in, get some frustrations out, let her rip. Yeah, I, um, it's, I don't, I don't know really where it came about, but I actually, I think like three years ago, I went down to Miami and I trained with, um, Steffi Cohen and she, she was just getting into boxing and she just let me like pop into one of her sessions. And I thought it was so cool. Um, and then I found a guy in my area to train me. And so, like I said, there was a point where I just didn't even want to be in the gym. So it gave me another like physical outlet that wasn't so hard on my body. Um, and funny enough, like the coordination of it, I struggle with, like, it is so like I can punch, but like hands to feet to like fast dodging. I mean, that shit gets very tricky. So, um, I'm enjoying challenging myself in a new way that's like physical, but also it's not like I'm absolutely dead the next day, you know, with like CrossFit training. Um, so that's kind of where that came about for sure. But I, I do like it. And I, I've only been able to do it here and there once a week or so. If I could do it more consistently, I would, but um, I think it's a great sport. It definitely works a different part of your brain. Yes. You know, because like reaction time is not something that we test in CrossFit. Right. Right. Yeah. And like the coordination of it is just insane. Um, Cause right now I'm still learning like punches and like going very slow, like, I can't even imagine what it's like actually like to get punched in the face. That's what I was saying to my coach the other day. He like kind of hit me like, cause I missed a, a block or whatever it's called. And um, I was like, Oh shit. 
Like that was like a little love tap, like, like a glancing blow. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, like I actually got like knocked, you know? Um, so now, I don't know. Getting it in your face is not a goal. Is it like, you're not going to, no. but if I were to like get the, like if I, me punching someone in the face, I'd be open to that. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> you could probably get some volunteers. I'm sure. Knock it off the bucket list. You know, right. <laughs> anyone would like Michelle to punch them. Add it to the comments below. We can make that happen. Oh, that might get weird. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we might need to be careful. That. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I um I got that out of my system when I was a bouncer in a bar in college. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a lot easier when your opponent is drunk uh, to be enough. able to to avoid the punches. Um, it makes it a lot easier anyway. But yeah, yeah I can't even imagine getting punched in the face. No, I can't I got, either. I got punched in the face once. Have you really? How was that? Yeah. Um, so quick little story. I was probably 10 years old and uh, my neighbor friend was 12. She had a little brother who was 10. It was the middle of the winter. They had made this really cool like snow sled trail in their backyard. And we were all taking turns on like our super tubes going down the trail. And I think I butted in line in front of like this kid, the, the younger brother. And I went down to the end of the trail and I got up and I picked up my super tuber and I walked back and he came up to me and he just clocked me right in the face. Oh. He had, he had those little super freezer gloves on the ones that change color in the cold, you know, <laughs> like hit me right here. And then my brother grabbed him and like threw him against a barbed wire fence. And that was, that was over. Yeah. That's solid. Literally, literally like boom, right in my face. One day, maybe. It's cool. It's yeah. Cool. Leave it to cat to be the badass. Right. <laughs> so what are you, what are your goals for this season? Um, truly, I just want to have like a, a healthy season. Um, I think last year was just very heavy and like I, majority of it was burnout. Um, like uh, before the open, before quarterfinals, I kept going back and forth. Like I'm going to do it. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Um, and so I just want to be in a good place if I'm going to go through it the whole season. And I think I have a better um, support system now, which is great. And so um, I just want to make sure that it's, it's enjoyable again and um, I'm doing it in a healthy way. And that's like my base goal. If it comes out that, you know, I place well or I do well, great. But I think that's more secondary for me this year. So you're kind of taking the pressure off yourself a little bit. Yeah. 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 I just want to enjoy the sport again. I think it got a little bit um, hectic for me. So do you have more like a, like a two-year plan maybe? Yeah, Instead possibly. When I, everything has to happen this season kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I came on with Matt, I was like, dude, I'm so far from competing. Like <laughs> this is so bad. Um, but I've progressed a lot further than um, I expected. And uh, you know, for me, like I've never really been an open athlete. Like I, I peak more towards semis in general. Like I love in-person competing. Um, so that's, I always kind of look at that as my tester in a sense. It might be different this year since everything's changing and I might have to adjust for that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not so much as like uh, putting too many expectations on, on the season. I just want to do it in a way that again, I enjoy and I think is healthy and um, moving me forward. So what kind of athlete are you? Are you more of a gymnastics athlete? Are you more of a power output athlete? 
definitely a, a power output barbell heavy lifting my please girl. don't make me run anywhere <laughs> yeah you fit in really well with us i love the barbell like um yeah i've enjoyed that but i mean running has been very present in the games the last couple of years so it is something that i definitely need to work on and and bring up um as far as being an athlete goes yeah but that's so you can you can do that right i mean yeah. You can yeah. hold endurance and sort of get used to those other things. It's, it's when you think about some of the better athletes that have holes, the one that the ones that have strength holes mm -hmm. yes. tend to expose themselves a little bit more than, than others. So yeah. Awesome. Like it's a good, it's not a bad hole to have. No, I agree. And I, when I got into CrossFit, my first, um, I, I did it just to you know, be healthy and, and look good in high school. And then my first two years out of high school, I did Olympic lifting and competed in that. And that was really where my base came from. Um, and I'm so glad that I have that because like cardio, I can build up, but like strength takes so much longer. Um, so I'm not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. So what, what was your athletic background before CrossFit? So growing up as a kid, like I didn't like sports, didn't want to do anything. My brother was like great soccer player. Um, I would go to all of his travel games and I'd just be chilling on the sidelines, perfectly fine. <laughs> it wasn't until about 12 or 13, I think my, my mom was like, all right, we got to do something here. So I got into tumbling, which led into competitive cheerleading. Um, and I did that through middle school and high school, um, which I loved, like, competitive chilling was great. And then senior year of high school, my team kind of fell apart and I didn't know what to do. I wanted to still stay in shape and, and whatnot. And so my dad introduced me to CrossFit and that was the first time I'd ever seen a barbell. And like, I had no idea what any of it was. I hated it at first. Um, and it, I think my first open, like I did ring muscle ups and my coach was like, what like <laughs> what and um I didn't even put my scores in because I just didn't understand the concept of everything um and then I think it was the following year that I was like oh cool and then that's kind of how it all started so that's but I've never really been a competitive person it's almost had to grow in me a little bit were you a flyer or a base base oh yeah <laughs> yeah I was not going up in the air <laughs> My daughter was a, was a, uh, a flyer for a very long time. Nice. That's did, awesome. Did you, did you travel around? Was it like a travel gym where you went to like yep. summit and worlds and all that nonsense? Yep. All that stuff. I loved it. I love yeah. the tumbling. Yeah. And then honestly, the lifting people, I think that's why I picked up weightlifting so well because it like transferred over really well. So Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I actually told Scott before we came on air, my daughter's a senior in high school. She mm -hmm. hasn't cheered. She stopped cheering at middle school and started sports. She did okay. cheer from like the time she was six until middle school and then switched over. And she misses cheer so much that we're going back to her cheer gym tonight for a visit, like oh. a little, little homecoming visit to see her coaches. So it's funny. I love see. that. That's awesome. Yeah. It's a great sport. I told it her, I said, why don't you just like do a half year team this year or something? She's like, mom, she's like, I have lost all my flexibility. She's like, I cannot, I cannot do a scorpion. There's no way. I'm like, well. Would she do any like school cheer? Like joining uh, around no. here, that's not really like there. Super it's not really a thing. Yeah. No, I mean it is, but it's not. And she, yeah. she was doing like volleyball and softball and all those other things. So 
Okay, nice. Yeah, we'll see yeah. what happens, but I'm excited to see everybody tonight. It'll be cool. That's awesome. Lots of bonding happening, like in those weekends and that yes. travel and on the floor and the trust of the teammates and everything. She did a lot of growing up through that whole period. It's a cool, not every, it's not for everybody, but it's no. cool. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm just surprised how many people come from all-star cheer that are in CrossFit yeah. that we talk to. It's, it's way more popular than you would think. Yeah, cheer and um, gymnastics. I just think the the tumbling, the flipping, having body awareness when you're upside down just creates such a good base for you. Um, I just think that helps so much when you're moving into like weightlifting or the type of gymnastics we do. So it makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you said you, you got into CrossFit because you wanted to look good, mm -hmm. not because you were competitive. When, when did the competitive switch flip for you? Um, what, was there a moment? Let me think. Um, I don't think so. I mean, like when I did my first elite competition, that was, that was the goal. Like at the time it was like, all right, I want to get to that elite level. And then I, you get to that elite level and then, you know, you, I, I placed, I don't know, maybe like middle of the pack. And, and then I was like, okay, like I, for me, it was just like, I always just want to do better. Um, it's taken a long time for me to understand what that competitiveness means to me. And um, I think when I compete in person, that's where it kind of grows is when you're on the floor and tensions high and you're down to like me and Michelle Moran were tied day two on workout five. And that was basically, that's, who's going to take the ticket was where our points were at was whoever won that workout. And so, um, yeah, for me, that's kind of where it grows and, and it's still building in a sense, but, um, I don't know, it's just it, competitive. Like I'm, I'm competitive for fun. I'm not always competitive for like a, a win in a sense. And I think that's what I'm trying to grow into. I like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm having just, Okay. So, but you're really hard on yourself. So are you com more competitive with yourself than you are with against other people? Yeah, I guess so. I just don't think I've had enough experience against other people. So for me, like I've trained like same gym, same coach. Um, I've trained by myself leading into the games. Um, and so I just haven't had enough exposure to different things and, and, maybe that's where that comes from. Um, and that's why this year, like I've, I've traveled a lot. I got to do that Italian comp and compete with other athletes. Um, I've bounced around to different gyms, even just going down to Naples to this brute camp and seeing what other athletes do. Like that's really put some perspective out there for me. So, um, I think it's just cause I almost was like in a box for a little bit too long doing my own thing. And, um, now I'm growing out of that. So with your previous coach and you don't have to name who it was, I'm not, we're not here to like cause drama. <laughs> did you do a lot of, did you do a lot of workouts alone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Majority of the time. Um, I think the only time I would really work out with people was if um, somebody was like, Hey, can I come work out with you? And I was like, sure. But I mean, it wouldn't necessarily be a semis level person in any sense. Um, and then I had, a girl trained with me leading into semis this year, but she was, um, she had never competed before. So it's like someone, it's like a body next to me, but the 
the challenge of racing someone or like being in that intense environment, I, I haven't, hadn't have had enough exposure to. Um, and when me and Michelle were racing workout five and we were going head to head, like, I definitely felt that I was like, Oh, this feels way too uncomfortable for me. Like I, I didn't know how to handle it or approach it. And it was more intimidating than it was comfortable. And so now I'm like, okay, well, I want to replicate that a little bit more and not just in competition. It's the reason I ask that is I go to Christy O'Connell's gym mm -hmm. and she almost retired um, mm -hmm. because of burnout of working out by herself all the time. And mm -hmm. it wasn't until she found workout partners and Dan Bailey and her husband, and that it was okay to work out with them yeah. that she found the love for the sport again. And yeah. it's, it was more community than competition. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't think that you need to be doing that every single day, day in and day out, racing someone or comparing yourself or, you know, because that in itself can get detriment, detrimental, but like having that ever so often throughout the season and not just in competition is great. Um, for me, getting into some of the other gyms in my area, like there's other guys and girls, like I said, training for semis or just being in the gym for hours, like that has helped me. It's like revived me a little bit, you know, um, being around that energy and that community uh, has helped. So I'm kind of just following along with that um, into the season. And I, I hope it continues to, you know, be enjoyable for training. Well, that's, those are all the questions I have, Kat. Do you have anything else? No, I just, I'm going to, if I'm, if I go to North Carolina this summer, I want to, I want to come visit. I want to see you. Come this visit. Summer. I'm here. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> I'm sure the, I'm sure I'll be there for baseball at some point in time. So I'll, I'll check it out. Perfect. Let me know. <laughs> yeah. All my in-laws live in Charlotte. Oh, really? Have you ever been? I have several times. Yeah. So like one it? of my uh, cousin-in-law, it was a Mecklenburg police officer. Okay. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we used to go down there all the time for family reunions and stuff. It's a good area and it's developing quite it a is. bit. So yeah, I've also, but I've also been here like my whole life. So I'm, I'm enjoying seeing other things. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you ever yeah. make it up to Delaware, let me know. That's where I am. Scott's in Columbus. So sick. I love it. Thanks guys. Yeah. Yeah. If there's anything we can awesome. do, for you, let us know. Thank you so much. I really appreciate the podcast. It's been awesome. It's been fun getting to know you. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Yes. Sounds good.